Dean. From the DDF Studios, we are your hosts, Blake Milton and Bradley Newberry. Newberry, it is another beautiful DDS day. We are going to be going down some trending topics. We're going to talk about some college football stuff, too, today. Tell us a little bit about what we got. Boy, we've got a jam-packed show. We'll try to get it in real quick for everybody for your viewing pleasure. We're going to do... It's here. I mean, it's NFL Championship Sunday. We've got yep. some burning topics that we'll go roundtable style, just hit them at a very high level. Yep. We'll have our award-winning final thoughts at the end of the show. Yep. But first, tell us about our big topic. What are we presenting to the peeps today? Well, we're going to be talking. I mean, you you guys saw the thumbnail. We're going to be talking about the, the Power Five conferences in their 2022 season. We're going to be ranking them. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be number one here? Who's going to be number five? And if you're number five, are you really a power five conference? That's the question we got. We're going to answer that and we're going to get to some more stuff. But first, go ahead down below. Hit that like and subscribe button for us. Share it with all your friends. Give us a a follow and a rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. And you can download all the audio versions of this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, yep. let's just jump right in here. I mean, so Power Five conferences. We're talking in no particular order, B1G, Big Ten, whatever you want to call yourself, the SEC, the ACC, Pac-12, and the Big 12. Those are what everybody commonly refers to as the Power Five conferences. All right. Now we've so, come up with a – this is a list that we collaborated on. So yeah. we're going to officially present it as the 2022 DDS. Yep. Top five. Yep. National <laughs> list. Yep. It's, yep. I mean, this is it. This is our list. Mm-hmm. Tell us below if you agree, disagree. We love to banter with you. Hey, interaction. Yeah, down there in the comments, Dude. tell us what you think. Tell us how much you hate us. Whatever you want to do here. But let's, I mean, let's go ahead and get one number one out of let's the way. Let's just start at the top. I mean, if there's anybody that's questioning that the SEC is not the number one at this, then I don't know what in the world you're talking about or what universe you're living in. Can I give you some facts to why that's Please a true give me statement. some facts. Some Newberry facts. This is the fourth straight national title for an SEC team. The University of Georgia dominated TCU. Six SEC teams finished in the AP top 25. We've got Georgia. I mean, we saw what they did in the national title game. Alabama, they absolutely killed Kansas State. The UT Vols dominated Clemson out of the ACC. LSU, they were the West <clears throat> divisional winner in the SEC. Mississippi State downed a game Illinois team. And by God, South Carolina gave Notre Dame bits. Yep, and we're really hot at the end of the year. These are the truths. The SEC remains number one. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I've got more data here, and this part of the data doesn't really change my mind about number one, but it supports it for sure. The uh, ESPN FBI, um, SEC has six of the top 25 FBI schools. Uh, Teams in top 25, six, we've already – Mentioned it's the most amongst all, amongst all the Power Five conferences. Now, records versus other conferences, other Power Five conferences. SEC, 17 and 9. Not hey, too shabby. Really good. That includes bowls, which 
in the era of opt-outs to where mm. if you're not in a college football playoff, you're opting out most likely if you're a uh, highly touted junior or senior. Uh, do, do bowls really even matter? I don't know. Uh, go check out an old podcast on that one. Yeah, I know. You, you can. I'll, I'll tag it up here for you guys. Do to go bowl check out. games matter? Now, uh, number two, I don't think that there's any question amongst us anyway. Oh, I mean, we're starting. Uh, I think. But well, there are some fan bases out there that can say, "Look, yeah. there's there's a clear cut number two because which team was in the national title game?" But that's not what DDS went with. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What did we go with, Blake? We're going B1G here. B1G, B1G earned our number two spot. I think that the fact that you had two two teams that were in the, the final four of the college football playoff. That's a big deal. Well, you know what else was a big deal? <clears throat> they lost. Yep. They both lost. Yep. So they clearly weren't number one. No. They had some decent teams. Now, now we'll get into kind of the spacing between these rankings here in a minute, but uh, FPI had five B1Gs. B1Gs, five one B1G teams in their top 25, uh, three teams in the top 25 of the final AP poll. Mm-hmm. Their record against other Power Five conferences, nine and 10. Whoops. Nine and 10. Not the worst, though. No. I'll tell you that. It's we'll, not the worst. We'll get there. Now we're going to start hurting some people's feelings uh, right here, second. I think. I'm going to give oh, a little more Oh, you got some more facts? Here. You so got the, some facts? So let me shout out the three teams that finished in the AP Top 25. Michigan. Yep. Ohio State, which I still argue we saw the national title game on New Year's Eve. Yep. And Penn State makes the AP Top 25. One more note that I wanted to call out for all you B1G fans out there that think you're just absolutely the best and maybe should be number one. Pump the brakes. Here you go. Five of your schools finished below the 500 mark, including Michigan State, Indiana, Rutgers, Nebraska, and that powerhouse Northwestern. So (laughs) enjoy your well-earned number two spot as we progress. Yeah, and just so y'all know, here's here's the uh, the records right there on the screen for you guys to see against other Power Five conferences. Uh, so, who do we go with? Let's talk. Let's talk some more here. Um, now we're gonna start hurting some people's feelings. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I had this completely different before I started researching it. We do do our research. Do-do, do-do, do-do. We do do our research. Uh, I didn't have this team here. I didn't. I had them lower. You mean conference? I mean conference. Sorry. This group of teams, this conference. I did not have them here. But the Pac-12, if we're going on facts, the facts clearly show that they are actually number three. And... The facts show that they actually tied the SEC with six schools finishing in the top 25. Those were Washington, Utah, USC, Oregon, Oregon State, and UCLA. Drop some more knowledge about the Pac-12. FPI has five of the Pac-12 teams in their top 25, and their records, as you can see there on the screen, against the Power Five conferences, five and eight. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you're looking at an overall body of work uh, as far as the entire conference, they that's where they belong. I mean, now there are some people that are going to sit there and say Pac-12 should be number two. I've got an argument for why they shouldn't I, be. I, I would love to hear it. Let's hear it. Just like I had to speak to all you B1G fans out there to why you can't be number one Pac-12. Here's why you can't be number one nor number two in my mind. Not one Pac-12 team has made the playoff since 2016. When your representative, it wasn't one of the California teams. It wasn't even Oregon. It was Washington. Suck on that Pac-12. Enjoy your number three ranking. Now down to number four. Now that we've clearly hurt some some other two other conferences' uh, feelings, we're going to find out whose feelings are we going to hurt the most. This is just facts. Hey, hey, come on. Facts don't care about your feelings. They really don't. Who's number four? All right. But wait, but wait, before we, we, we've gone one, two, and three, and we haven't even talked about TCU yet. Surely they're number four, right? No, they are not. Number four is the ACC. Whoa. Tell me a little bit. Tell me how many teams are in the AP top 25 that, uh, at the end of the season. Three. <laughs> there are only three out of the ACC. Florida State, Clemson. And Pitt. That's it. And two of those teams, there was a lot of argument that they were just absolutely fraudulent by people on this show. I know Matthew Parker <sighs> has been screaming from the to the high heavens about uh, about how they were fraudulent all year. I do want to give a shout out to an ACC team. Okay. I want to shout out Duke and Coach Mike Elko for finishing nine and four. With a Duke football team? Hey, congrats. If you can get that done at Duke, you deserve a kudos. Let's put a pin in that 9-4 and four number there at Duke. For We'll remember that. We'll come back. We'll circle back here. But FPI mm-hmm. uh, has three teams in the FPI Top 25, and their uh, record against uh, other conferences, 10-14. and 10-14. Not that good. Yeah, they're traditionally more of a basketball conference. Uh, they've got some traditional names. They've got the Miamis, the Florida States. Um, they're not really producing right now. You know, there's there's a lot of two of those two early polls out there that are saying Florida State's going to make some noise next year. We're, we'll talk about that. I think there's, I think it is way too early to be talking about something like that. But ACC. You are, in my opinion, a clear fourth place. It's it is the second straight year with no representation in the college playoffs, unless you forget ACC fans, the one and only, the U, lost a home game to Middle Tennessee State University and the Blue Raiders. Yep, you have earned the number four spot. Absolutely. Well, that only leaves one oh, of the no. did power t- five Did left. TCU's conference even make it at five? There is argument whether or not they should even no. be a power five conference. Mm. Tell me how many teams ran the final AP <sighs> top 25 poll. So we went with the Big 12 at number five. Three teams finished in the top 25 AP, including TCU. 
Kansas State, Texas, TCU didn't even win their own conference here. Nope. The conference champion, Kansas State, got their ass handed to them by Alabama. Yep. Some of your teams are leaving the conference. Guess what? Alabama didn't even play in the conference championship in the SEC. They weren't they weren't even second no. in the SEC. No. And then TCU goes and gets boat raced and no. embarrassed. Didn't even show up. On the national championship. But that didn't surprise anybody. No, right? I mean it doesn't Come to on. me. I mean, and hey, in Texas, guess where they're gonna be pretty soon? <laughs> They're joining the big boys. Now, that brings Mm. us to the main reason that I feel like they are number five, and that is because they are disintegrating. They are. They're becoming non-existent right in front of our eyes. They better hurry up and get some backup plans. The Boise states of the world, whatever they can find. (laughs) For me, this goes back to our super conference conversation. I'll tag it in the video here, too. SEC, B1G, Pac-12, they are clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. So much to the point to where they're poaching teams from these other conferences. People can argue about the ACC all they want. I think that the ACC is going to go away eventually. I really do. Um, But let's talk about a little bit about the the gaps, the, the differences between one and two and two and three, and one and five, whatever. I'm just going to tell you right now, Newberry, <laughs> there is, there is, the SEC seems to be, I mean, this is broken record, I got it. They seem to be light years ahead of the rest of the conferences, in my opinion. Now, this is just my humble opinion. But you mentioned the nine and four record by Duke. Mm-hmm. If you're a nine and four team in the ACC. That means you're beating up all the ACC teams but no one cares. Nope. If you're a nine-win team in the Big 12, no one cares. I guess not, because they weren't ranked in the top 25. If you are a nine-win team in the SEC, you are a solid top 15 team in the nation. Undisputed. I mean, if you're, I would even argue if you're a nine-win team in B1G, probably. If you're a nine-win team in the, in the, in the Pac-12, you might be. Yeah. I, uh, the SEC and B1G at the top are closer than the whole, if that yes. makes sense. Yes. Um, B1G, yeah, they're, they're a lot closer than the rest of them. I wouldn't say that they're that close, but obviously you can't argue the fact that, you know, Ohio State took the number one SEC team <laughs> down to the wire in the college football semifinal game. And the Pac-12, I don't know, man. I mean, you've got your quote-unquote traditions with USC, UCLA. These committees love them some Pac-12 teams. I can tell you that. Cal, they're just not producing on the fields. I mean, they kind of play each other. And what are you doing out of conference? It's time to step it up and, uh, you know, take some risk, man. Uh, Risk-reward, you have to schedule these games. Well, you look at the Pac-12, they don't have hardly any games outside of... That's what I'm telling them right now. They yeah. have to step up and risk-reward. <laughs> You're not going to be in the conversation if you mm-hmm. continue to play out-of-conference games against 
Utah State mm-hmm. and Louisiana State, you're going to have to play something else. Yeah. I mean, uh, or I'm sorry, Louisiana Tech. I mean, <laughs> if you played LSU, you'd, you'd be in the conversation. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty amazing to me to see the disparity between conferences, particularly once you get past the first two conferences. I'm still not terribly impressed with the Pac-12 at all. Uh, I think there's a much bigger gap between the top two and, th- and three and below. Um, Boy, that number four, though. That ACC thing, um, media and fans try to their best to pump up the U and Florida State. Clemson. I mean, they've been riding the court coattails of Clemson for years, man. And when Clemson doesn't get in, then you're just a who cares conference. <clears throat> well, you know, me and Parker have been saying all year that Clemson has a systemic problem. And if you don't have a Trevor Lawrence, if you don't have a Deshaun Watson, if you don't have what an ETN, ETN was a guy there too, right? Running back. Uh, I mean, if you don't have that, that caliber talent there, they can't win. I mean, there's, I just don't see it. I mean, you have DJ Uyunglele who is transferring where he's transferring, uh, going to, going to the PAC 12, right? He's going to Oregon, Oregon state, right? Oregon state. I do believe I've already said on these podcasts, I don't keep up with it. Yeah. I'm not going to actually look at the transfer portal finality until it's done but the point is is that you have supposedly one of the top quarterbacks around and you can't do anything with him you can't coach him if he doesn't if he's not a trevor lawrence a generational talent that can go out there and carry a team by himself then you're not going to be able to be successful and to me there's a problem there um we'll see it's uh obviously it all comes out in the wash we go by facts here. We've laid out our facts. And, and then that final gap is an ocean to me. Yeah, I mean. Even though you had a representative that was in the national title game. That's an outlier. I'm uh, not taking anything away from TCU. No, we're I really not, not. But we're talking about conferences. Right. Um, and when you have two teams that are flat out leaving, that's a that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you're going to rebound from it. We'll see. Nope. We'll keep our pulse on the Big 12. Yeah. But uh as of how it looks now in a review of 2022, that it's a clear last place to me. I'm sorry yeah. if you got yeah. teams leaving. Sorry. I would say it'd be it would be fun to see two or three years from now. Is there going to be a, a five? Will that number five be gone, or will it be assimilated into the vastness of the rest of the Power Five? That's what we love about talking sports. Absolutely. Well, hey. Tell us what you think down there in the comments. Please Tell us do. we're wrong. I we'll, would love we'll talk back with you. I would love to know what your opinions are. Give us your top five. Tell us if we were right, wrong, indifferent. Absolutely. Let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll communicate back with you. We'd love, right. to, love to hear from you. All right, Thank Newberry. you for the college segment. We're going to jump into a little NFL talk. It is NFL Championship Sunday. But first, before we get into the matchups, let's just go roundtable style real quick. Headlines. Yep. Uh, the New England Patriots hire Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Impacts of the hire. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, obviously, back to college here, Alabama's going to have to scramble to find himself a, a decent OC, which I'm sure Nick Saban's probably known about this for a while. Bill O'Brien getting back into the NFL as an OC. 
but you know, he's going to be under the watchful eye, uh, of someone else that was, uh, Nick Saban's mentor. You know, there's that connection there, right? Nick Saban came up under Bill Belichick. So this was probably a, a, a family hire, if you will, quote unquote, the Belichick family tree here. Um, is it a good fit? I don't know. I'm not I'm not terribly convinced that Bill O'Brien is 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 an NFL caliber coach in any way. Uh, but uh remains to be seen i think it's got to help um, when you're going into it assuming it's mac jones again which did not he did not do much to impress no. in year two it sets up for a better system maybe uh, did they do it to try to lure the eyes of tom brady to come back home oh, that geez. seems far-fetched to me but man i don't know it's probably leans in my mind towards Good than bad. Maybe hey, it's to help. I'm going to speak Matt. up for Parker here. Bailey Zappi. Come on, put him in. Bailey If Bill O'Brien helps solidify Zappi, why, why not? I mean, let the kid play. Let him play. Parker says do it. Here's another headline. This one from NBC Sports. The Jacksonville Jaguars at Chiefs game was the most watched Saturday afternoon divisional game since 2015. Okay. Over 34 million viewers. Will this help the Jags get some primetime love next season? Uh, probably not. Uh, I mean, the NFL and and all these these big networks. They, I, in my opinion, they just don't care about these small markets. They don't. It doesn't matter how but, good they are. Not, I don't think they care was, about the AFC South. That was facts. Over thirty-four million, the most watched game since. Yeah, I know they don't. I don't think they care about any team from the mm. AFC South. No matter how good they are. All right. I think it might. might well, let me, not, let me. Let me. We're both. We're both admitting yeah. the AFC South is not good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but I think honestly, this is this sounds terrible, guys. Mm. Trevor, the Trevor Lawrence effect could have a positive impact on it. He's a good-looking white quarterback. Oh, good Lord. I'm just calling it like it is, guys. Blake's opinions only. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, the Carolina Panthers hire Frank Reich. Oh, good Lord. He's bad. Frank Reich. I don't understand the uh, – I really don't understand the, the obsession with him. Uh, I never really – I mean, I never really looked at the, at the Indianapolis Colts and were like, man, I'm really worried about that offense. Really <laughs> well, because that was because they kept hiring these old retread quarterbacks. <laughs> well, what's Frank got in Carolina? <laughs> you tell me. You tell me. I don't Who knows? Is it Sam Darnold? I don't know. I mean, yeah, see, there you go. Re, you know, rinse and repeat with Sam Darnold. Good luck. They're going to draft somebody? They did. Matt Corral. Are they going to draft somebody again? Are they going to bring back Cam for the fifth time? I mean, Anthony Richardson. Hey, Jimmy, you better, G. Jimmy you better G. pay attention Jimmy to our, G. our mock draft coming up here. It's oh. going to be it's going to be something to behold. Here's another headline: The <clears throat> New York Jets quote. Oh no! Committed to finding a veteran quarterback. Oh no! Is this them? <laughs> is this them just outright saying? We're coming after Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I've been on other podcasts saying Aaron Rodgers wants to follow the footsteps of Brett Favre and go to the Jets. I think if he goes anywhere, it might be there. 
I thought it would be Indy because he loves Pat McAfee and he's on that show all the time. Uh, I, I don't think that matters. I, I think that I think I think Rogers is a nut job, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, here's one that hits home for you. <clears throat> News out of Dallas. Oh boy. Dan Quinn vows to stay with the Cowboys. Not interested in this cycle. Yeah, uh, he has said that, uh, quote, he has unfinished business here in Dallas. So I'm actually, hey, I like that kind of attitude. Uh, I mean, I hate that he's potentially passing up an opportunity. Uh, But, um, hey, good on him. He's a great defensive coordinator. He's got a, I think he's got a good defense to work with. I think he can fill some gaps maybe in the, in the draft. He'd have an even better one. Uh, but we're going to see, we're going to see how that turns out for him. This one's fun. You kind of brought this one to my attention. I wasn't really paying attention to this, but what's up with the DeMar Hamlin conspiracy theories? Wow. Yeah. I am going to have to pull this up here because, all right. So here is the, um, Here's the, the 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 rub. Here's what everybody's all concerned about. <laughs> uh, we'll show you that here in a second. Uh, here's what everybody's concerned about. So the, the the conspiracy theory, and this is not an opinion necessarily shared by anybody here on this show. No, I, I want to point this that. out. No, but the conspiracy theory was, I well, one of them. There's a couple. I'll tell you one of them, which is the most absurd one. And I don't think it's true. Want to be clear about that. Don't banish YouTube. Uh, the conspiracy theory was is that Demar Hamlin actually passed away, and that that wasn't him at the Buffalo game that they showed on TV. Now that's the ridiculous one. I don't think that's true, and I'll show you why. Because there's been video that come out of Demar Hamlin. Now here's the conspiracy theory that I think might have some merit to it. I don't know that that I don't think that was Demar Hamlin. At the Buffalo game. And I'm going to show you why. There's actual video here of DeMar Hamlin. You can see his face. Just so this doesn't freeze here. Uh, You never saw his face at the Buffalo game the other night. He always had his hood up. He always had his mask on. They never showed a direct shot of his face. It was always from behind. Whenever they shot it into the booth. Uh, it was dark. There's a lot of snow. You never could really see. All you saw was kind of his impression, waving his hands. Now, DeMar Hamlin's been recovering from being in critical condition. He's been on oxygen. He's only like a week out or whatever. Let me show you this video that was posted to Twitter, and it is DeMar Hamlin. You can see his face, and he. this looks more like what I would expect him to look like uh, being so close to being in uh, critical condition. Obviously, this is the joke that this was Demar Hamlin doing bench press, and and that's a horrible joke. I don't believe that one bit. So here you go. This is actual video of Demar Hamlin 19 hours ago. It says, barely walking. This is what I expect. Someone who suffered the kind of injury that he had was in critical condition. That's that's Demar Hamlin. There's, it's clear he wasn't jumping, going to be able to jump up and down in a booth, right? I've got, uh, I've got questions. Uh, this is all the, I mean, look, I mean, it's everywhere here on Twitter. 
Um, it, it's a huge story right now. See, this is the guy right here. See, you don't see his face. He's got a hood up, got a mask on. Never see his face. It's the same guy that was at the Buffalo game. There we go. Here's the video with it inside the booth. There you go. You never see his face. I don't, I, I'm not, I, after what I just saw, do you think that's the same guy from the other video? I don't see if there's any way. Why would he have his hood up and his mask up? I don't buy it. This is this is interesting. I'm speechless. Stay tuned for this. I mean, was this just a giant? Um, was this a publicity stunt? I hate saying that, man, because I, I I don't like it when people take advantage of people's misfortune, and I really hope that I hope that everybody's mistaken. I really do. But looking at those videos, uh, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good at all. Uh, what 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 do you have to say? You are actually literally speechless. This guy doesn't get speechless, and he's speechless over here right now. The facts. I mean, that's that's what I kind of build my stick around is mm -hmm. facts. And um, look, I, I don't know I any of that to be like true this for the first time. Yeah. I've not not seen it. I'm don't didn't even know that this was a thing. <laughs> a bad look uh, right i uh, i don't know i just i can't i can't imagine that the individual that walked into the buffalo bills locker room pregame wasn't him i mean but did you, think, you saw the guy that was moving I around did, if, but you think that 80 or so players and personnel would have just gone along with the joke no way. That would be horrible. I mean, this is a serious situation. I, I didn't see that video, and I can look around. Was his face exposed then? No, no. He was in a golf cart, and they dropped him off right at the door. You didn't see him. I mean, so, I mean, that's the thing. Did they know? Did they know? Oh, you mean when he was standing in front of the team? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Did they know? I mean, Surely to goodness. It's not a... I, I don't. I don't know, man. Hard to say. There's a lot of, is this it? So this is when he first got there. I'm showing Newberry this that, video. Yeah, and that's him going upstairs. Man, it, it's a bad look if it if it was the case. I, I don't know. I hope it's not true. I hope because that's a terrible thing for the for the public to have to. I don't know. I, don't know. I might I don't have to know. read more, but yeah. I'm going to move on to something more lighthearted. Yeah, let, let, let's <laughs> let's God. get off of this crap. Jeez, I am, sorry, I, I'm everybody. obsessed at this point. <laughs> We're going to go to the Indianapolis Colts, a, a beloved team here in the no. AFC South. The Jim Irsay's number one choice for head coach <clears throat> remains Jeff Saturday. Jeff freaking Saturday. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the, he got the, his second interview, and he's showing what he wants for the coaching staff. It sounds like it's almost done. I mean, the the comedy show up in Indianapolis just keeps continuing. Um, I don't know how in the world this guy keeps hanging around. Um, I, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff here on Twitter. Oh, God, let, please let the Colts hire Jeff Saturday as a full-time coach. Uh, I, I mean, look, as a, as a fellow AC, AFC South fan, I mean, yeah, that'd be great because uh, – I don't think Jeff Saturday is a very good coach. 
He has no experience. And uh, what did he go? One in seven or something like that? I like this one. If Jeff Saturday is hired, you can guarantee our week one losing streak will continue. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh. It's great. I, I mean, the, the carousel, I mean, maybe it's not just a quarterback carousel in, in Indy. Maybe it's a coaching carousel as well. Oh, my God. And finally, we're going to Kansas City. The big news was Patrick Mahomes getting rolled up on his ankle. It looks like we've seen video and have some news outlets saying that Patrick Mahomes is walking around just fine. He is on track to play this week. Yeah, we'll post some some Twitter video here. Him at practice, you know, he's doing stretches, no boots. Look at him skipping around, hopping around. Look, if he was injured in any way, they're not letting him go out here and do any of this kind of crap here. Um, So it it looks like he's good to go. Um, He he had a press conference the other day, and look, he's handing the ball off here at practice, jogging around, looks great. I mean, this is the big big video that everybody keeps showing is him walking off off of the stage here. Um, Maybe they'll show it. <sighs> Long but they will. While, while this is going, we can just go ahead and set up the game. It's uh, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City Chiefs all week long, man. The Bengals have been the favorite. It even rose to minus two in some places. Can Burrow get back to the Super Bowl or are we going home team here? I mean, what a matchup, <laughs> right? This has all of a sudden become Burrow Mahomes, you know, kind of stuff. Um, I think Joe Burrow is one of these special kids that, uh, you don't really ever see. He's the kind of guy that everybody in Jacksonville is hoping that Trevor Lawrence is me too. Uh, so I, and that obviously remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Burrow though, it just, everywhere he goes, it just oozes out of him. What was it that he said after the game? They better get them refunds, get them refunds ready. I love it, man. He is he is all show. He's a showman. He is a, he delivers on the field. He's got a lot of really good talent around him. Even when he doesn't have good talent around him, if he has a terrible offensive line, he still finds a way to make it to the Daggum Super Bowl last year. Um, I tell you what, I've always been a Joey football fan. I think if anybody is going to dethrone Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be him. I'm going. 35-31, Joey Football. I mean, it's just just another, on paper, looks like a great matchup. The Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, patchwork offensive line, absolutely road-graded. On the road, they demolished the Buffalo Bills. These were with backups. Yeah. Backups that the Titans don't have. Backups that the Jags don't have. Mm-hmm. It shows. It showed everybody else's defense. Earlier this year, Cincinnati fans, we were talking about the moves that your team made at offensive line for their starters. We're like, look, this is patchwork, and we were making fun of, hey, you're going to give up 500 sacks this year. Yeah, Bengals are bungles. Hey, they've completely turned this. They around. said we are the MF and Bengals they, as well. We they are. have absolutely turned around. Congratulations, Cincinnati, man. Uh, for myself, just like last week when I went a perfect four and zero. He like not tweeting my own. He like to talk. I just, I, I just talking talk. facts. I'm going with the home team here. 
I, I think Kansas City wins by seven, but <clears throat> plenty of entertainment for all of us. I, I think it's going to be maybe like a 27-20 game, uh, but uh, this is going to be a really fun I game think it'll be watch. Fun. I it think really it'll be fun. It, it'll end up being more fun than the Buffalo game because Josh Allen, you laid a fucking egg. Yeah, he did. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> I mean, that, that was absolutely horrible. Oh, it was terrible. You're, you're playing at home. You throw no touchdown passes. You, you look lost out there in the snow. You're playing in Buffalo. That's what you do. Let me, let me. I believe I saw it somewhere. I, I'm sorry, guys. I don't have it to pull up. I believe I saw something that said that Josh Allen has won as many uh, playoff games as Ryan Tannehill. Same number. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's like, it's not just about talent. It's really not. It's just not about necessarily talent. You got to have everything around them. Uh, it's not about talent necessarily just at the quarterback position. Hey, there are a couple of teams in the and NFC. I, that mean, yeah, let's talk about them. Let's there, hear them. There are a couple of teams in the talk NFC that have talent all over the oh field. Oh, my gosh. San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia mm. Eagles and – Probably, arguably, for each team, their weakest one of their weakest positions might be quarterback. I mean, yeah. this is not saying that Hurts is bad, not saying that Purdy is bad, but I'm just saying the talent around them is that much better. Yeah, I think that's really what the story is: is that the the supporting cast is literally that good. They are. I mean, I my think. God! I mean, you look at. I mean, first off, I want to address the Jalen Hurts situation. We on this show, we had some very, I think, very good and very productive conversations with some Philadelphia fans before the season started. We actually said that, look, we think Jalen is capable of making the leap. We just weren't sure that he was going to make it, right? We're not saying he wasn't a good athlete. We were just saying he wasn't much of a passer up to that point. My goodness. He's kind of, you know, he's got plenty of weapons around him, obviously. A.J. Brown, I mean. Mm. Uh, oh, they fleeced the Titans. Uh, yeah, yeah, they really oh. did. But uh, he's had a hell of a year. He really has. So are the Eagles in general. Uh, the other side, though, 49ers, obviously Brock Purdy is. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, I'm telling you right now, he will have a Netflix special about him. Mm. Before 2024 hits the hits the the calendar. 30 on Purdy. 30 on Purdy. I love it. Write that down. Hey, trademark, trademark. <laughs> trademark alert. Trademark. DDS, trademark. But uh, uh, I love it, though. Lots of weapons on both sides. Another game is just going to be so much fun to watch. Debo, Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. I mean, he the, always gets forgotten. He's the that. downfield threat, man. He just he's a, he's that guy that just right finds his way open from Murfreesboro. JJ, come on, JJ. Come on, Murfreesboro. Jawan Jennings, come on, baby. That's right. <sighs> but they're on the road. They are on the road. And you know what I'm going to predict? They're leaving the the friendly confines of sunny Sally, sunny Sally, sunny California, and they're heading up to the the cold <sighs> tundra. I don't know if it's tundra. <laughs> it's cold and it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. The fans are it's the only it's the only stadium in America that's got a a uh, a jail and a judge on standby in the stadium. Hey, look, I'm I'm going home team. I'm going Philadelphia Eagles. Which, by the way, not to toot my own horn, 
I predicted Kansas City, Philly, and the Super Bowl. Yes, you did. And yes, this, you that did. was at a time that none of us thought Philly was any good. Yeah. I was just looking for a storyline because, mm-hmm. as I've said many times, my older brother said, look, there are more storylines in the NFL than WWE wrestling. <laughs> I thought Kansas City was going to be good. I'm like, okay, what's the storyline here? It's Kansas City, Philly. Yep. I'm well, going Philly. They're going to win by they're going to win by six, and I wouldn't be surprised if this score was sixteen to ten. Low I score. I can see that. I can see that. Just like your Dallas game. Yeah, I'm going to go. I like the 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 thirty for Purdy or Purdy for mm. thirty, whatever. I like the idea. Sticking with JJ there in San Francisco, I think they're going to go out there and get it done. I do oh. agree with you. I think it's going to be a both low scoring. Road, both road teams for you. Yep, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go 17-10. Okay. 17-10. That's all I've got on my list. It is, man. Hey, uh, guys, we really, really appreciate you joining us tonight. Go ahead and leave your comments down below. Tell us what you think about our rankings of the Power 5 conferences. Tell us what you think about our predictions for this weekend's games in the NFL. And also any of those other weird topics. I don't know what in the world's going on with this DeMar Hamlin thing. Maybe you guys know. Uh, Y'all can tell us more about it in the comments. I don't really know, but we appreciate you joining us on your way out. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button for us. Give us a follow and follow and rumble on rumble. Check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. And you can download all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, it's your favorite time of the show. Final thoughts. It is. Um, On January 26th, three years ago, the world lost Kobe and Gianna Bryant. Kobe Bryant earned five NBA titles, 18-time All-Star, 15 All-NBA teams, left the world way too soon on this day in 2020. Very, very somber day for a lot of people. A lot of of argument of him being the the greatest of all time. He's definitely in the conversation. He earned it. Um, Mamba mentality is a real thing. Uh, We uh, we here at DDS for sure remember him and his daughter Gigi for sure. For my final thought, I just want to update everybody on the Fry Cook himself. Oh, Lord. Got a $4 million raise. He got a a contract extension. I do believe it's through 2028, I do believe. Him and the the DA, uh, Danny White at University of Tennessee, uh, the Fry Cook will be there for a while. And by God, let the Fry Cook cook. But as always, Newberry, it is and forever will be two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well. 